this week on Ridiculously Bored. Hold on. <laughs> no, time out. Time out. <laughs> Normally, I don't want to know where the nickname came from. I gotta ask. Hey, everybody. My name is David Michael. And I'm Michael Carter. And we are Ridiculously, Ridiculously Bored. Bored. That was actually pretty good. No, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we are back. Episode 11. Uh, no milestones this week, so we'll just move on. How was your week, Michael? Uh, the week was good. Uh, the week was good. So I have a, a question for you, something that came up over the weekend. Um, I went to a friend's house, and the conversation came up on leftovers. And As in, like, she, food leftovers? Yeah, yeah, food okay. leftovers. And while she didn't say she was judging me, kind of felt like I was being judged because I said, I don't really eat leftovers. So I'm just curious. So there's a couple dishes that my dad makes. So wait, my wait. dad was. I, I kind of know this about you, but I figured it was something that you would like grow out of because this this goes back to like when we were in high school. I remember you very specifically like, nope, I refuse to eat leftovers like you still to this day. It has to be something amazing for me to have it as a leftover. And so, like, but speaking of like growing out of it, I remember when I was a kid, my dad at one point finally snapped because what we used to do was we'd buy like bread on Sunday and we'd eat most of it on Sunday, but there'd be some leftover on Monday. But because he didn't want to run out, he bought another loaf for Monday. And then he had to eat the old bread first. Then we moved on to the fresh bread. And then there was bread left over for Tuesday. So finally, at one point, my dad was like, I never get fucking fresh bread anymore. <laughs> He's like, I'm always eating these little bit of leftovers. So, no, it's just one of those things. Like, I'm not, I'm not that crazy about it. And like I said, unless it's something I think is amazing. Like, my dad makes two or three dishes that when he makes those, uh, drink of the week made an appearance. When he makes those, I bring those home. Other than that, I really don't need leftovers. And so the friend I was talking to, she was over a few weeks ago and she's like, well, you made a roast when we were there. What did you do with it? Did you just throw it out? And I'm like, no, the kids had it as leftovers. <laughs> <laughs> so I was just curious what your stance on leftovers are. Uh, it depends. I'm not anti-leftover. Uh, in fact, a lot of times I will cook something or the wife will cook something on the weekend and then we'll plan on having it for lunch during the week. Um, I do have a statute of limitations on how many times I can eat the same thing. And it's usually Thanksgiving. even Thanksgiving, like Thanksgiving, you know, unless you're like remaking it into something else, right? Like I can see Turkey on Thanksgiving and then like a Turkey sandwich, maybe the next day and maybe a Turkey soup a couple of days later, that's fine. Right. Cause they're like three different meals. But typically when you cook something on the weekend, let's just say you make, you know, pot of sauce and some, some pasta you're having a pot of sauce and some pasta every day until until it's gone right so there's not a whole lot you can do to kind of massage that into something different so i would say after about two times i'm pretty much done with leftovers even if i like skip a day like say i cook something on sunday and then i'll have it monday for lunch 
and then like maybe i'll wait till wednesday to have it again like i'm done after that like i can't so what about this one because this i never understood either the people who like you said sometimes you'll cook on the weekend mm -hmm. the people who cook like a big cook on sunday and then freeze some of it and i'm not talking about freeze it for like a week later or two weeks later but i'm talking about like you know that you can't make it all on sunday and it'll stay the whole week so then, in essence, they're defrosting it as they go through some of the days through the rest of the week, but they're still having the same leftovers. How do you feel about that? Because I've seen people do that, and I'm like, I, yeah. I just can't do that. I, I don't know. My wife's going to kill me for saying this, but I need some variety in my life. <laughs> Not in all aspects, honey. <laughs> but when it comes to food, yeah, I just, you know, there are a few things that I can do consistently. Like, I'm a huge Pop-Tart fan, right? So mm -hmm. one of the things I never stopped um liking since i was a kid is pop tart so i can eat a pop tart like every day uh do so you always warm them up 100 percent of the time yes oh, i um, have yeah. pop tarts once in a while where i don't warm them up mm, it's not the same not the same you're doing it wrong michael <laughs> bad advice <laughs> bad advice from ridiculously bored <laughs> uh yeah so I, it's it's for the most part it's like i said there's a statute of limitations on that cold cuts um because you can kind of change it up like i can make a you know a ham sandwich one day and then a salami sandwich the next like that you know i tend to get three or four days at least out of that stuff yeah yeah it was just curious because it did like i said it came up this weekend um and it was, like I said, I felt I was being judged. That's all right. <laughs> you were. Um, other than that, pretty uneventful week. How was your week? Um, it was weird. I had a mixture of like happy and sad. So I went to my second COVID funeral in a month, which wow. absolutely sucked. Um, another, and it was, it was uh, potentially an avoidable death. So uh, just because of, you know, kind of the way things went down. But, you know, it is what it is. Um, I just, I still see though people that are, um, like on Facebook, somebody will post something saying that like the virus isn't real. And when I see stuff like that, it just instantly triggers me. Like I want to reach through the screen and punch somebody. Did you, was it like a true, what I'll call like a normal funeral, right? Like where you had a ton of people, they had a wake beforehand. No, it was they... super small, just family. Um, and I, I would say there was probably 15 people there and we we're fairly spread out in a very large church. So, um, so it was a it was a great ceremony um and you know definitely fitting uh celebration of life but it just you know it just sucks where it's just one of those things where all right when when does it end like people just need to stop being careless yeah so with with the idea of that uh some taketh some receiveth i heard you receive something in the mail this week what did you get <laughs> well <laughs> What I ended up getting. How do you was, like that for a segue, by the way? <laughs> right out of funeral into something else. This <laughs> is my new Dumbo stuffed animal because Mike felt so bad that I, mine was taken away. So uh, he uh, he got me a new one, and uh, yeah, it's kind of cool. It's very reminiscent <laughs> of the one that I had. I tried sleeping with it. It's a little bit too small for me, but uh, you know. <laughs> It's not it's anatomically counts, correct. Right? <laughs> I, I will actually order you a real elephant and get that shit over as well. <laughs> yeah. Other other than the the funeral, um, I uh, you know my um, my daughter's boyfriend came over. I made uh, made some pasta and some pasta sauce. I made fresh pasta, some um, fresh pot of of gravy. You know, mom's Italian recipe and uh, some some really good. Uh, you know, meatballs and, and Sicilian style meatballs and stuff like that. So that was pretty good. You know, so when your daughter leaves, small. does she take stuff to go with her? Um, 
usually i don't i don't know if she did in this case but usually yeah you know but you know she'll she comes home often enough to where it's like you know like she's she's here today and that was you know a couple nights ago so she i usually see her three four times a week which is awesome yeah that's the benefit of being relatively close school in school relatively close to home yeah so she gets the she gets the feel of living on campus but also you know she gets to come home whenever she wants because she has a car so so yeah that was it you know uh we did have an uneventful inauguration you and i had some speculation last week about whether or not there was going to be anything interesting going on and uh we because we recorded the last episode the day before the inauguration so I'm I'm actually surprised it was quiet as it was, to be honest. Yeah. Um, I think it also helped that Trump actually left D.C. like mm-hmm. a day, day and a half before. Um, I heard that your topic, your favorite topic of QAnon, that they like have now started posting like, oh, we're done. I guess not. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, unfortunately, um, there was a little bit of that after the election. You know, there was a lot of people that were like, you know, what the hell? I ruined all these relationships with my friends and family all for nothing. There was a lot of that, but, um, and there's, there's some people that are doubling down on it and they're saying, uh, you know, stupid things like Biden wasn't really elected. Uh, I heard a face off. Um, yeah, yeah. No, that the was... same friend I saw this weekend said that there was a face transplant. I'm pretty sure that was a joke, but yeah. And Well, I said, when she told me about it, she said somebody had sent it to somebody in her family. And I'm like, please tell me There's they thought no it was way. a joke and yeah. they didn't really believe it. Oh. And she's like, yeah, no, I, I'm pretty sure she thought it was a joke as well. I mean, some of their theories are pretty far-fetched. That one was like off the hook far-fetched where he had reconstructive surgery to look like yeah. Joe Biden. Come on. <laughs> Seriously. Nobody's nobody's having surgery to look like Joe Biden. I know. Um, so I want to back up a second. You said that, you know, with your daughter being so close and she has a car, she can come over. Mm-hmm. Um poking the bear a little bit does she also have a um garage door opener to go with that car and if she doesn't or does you want to tell the story while i ask why i asked that <laughs> uh so she does not the reason <laughs> the reason why she does not is because i would not let her have one uh and the story behind that is a few years ago um she had an older car and uh, little did we know it was the most stolen car in the country it's the it was a like down to the year make and model the 1997 Honda Accord um, most stolen. I don't know if it is today, but at, you know, two, three years ago when it actually happened, it was the most stolen vehicle in the United States period, hands down every, every stat you look at. Um, so we had one of those and apparently the reason why it was the most stolen vehicle is because they're really easy to steal. <laughs> so we went on vacation um, and I have cameras, you know, all around my house, you know, nest cams and stuff like that. And, uh, so we actually watched after the fact, we watched her car get stolen. I still have the video of that. That'd be kind of funny to post it, but yeah, uh, the, the whole thing took about 15 minutes, but you know, somebody broke into her car. Um, luckily they didn't realize that the garage door opener was in her car and we weren't home. They could have had access to the entire house. So we no longer make that mistake anymore. But it's it's not like I live in a sketch neighborhood. I mean, I live in a fairly nice neighborhood. And uh, yeah, still somebody sought out that car, saw it sitting in my driveway in front of the house and then uh, and proceeded to steal it. So ever since then, because we uh, we don't have enough room to put all of the cars in the in the garage, any of the cars that park in the driveway do not get garage door openers. Maybe, maybe your car got broke, your, the car got broken into, maybe it was around the holidays 
and they saw all the other houses on the street had lights and yours was so dark because you don't put out Christmas lights. Listen to the holiday episode yeah. if you're interested. <laughs> that they were like, let's rob this house. Clearly no one's home. I find it funny how natural it is for you and I to bring up old stories and then almost like exactly remember what episode is and then plug it. It's like we're it, born marketers. <laughs> it warms the heart. Um, um, to that to that same effect, um, she did end up getting a new car. So uh, she ended up on the better end of that. But the funny thing about that entire story is three months later, the police found the car and returned it and we got the car back and uh, it is now my son's car that he's learning how to drive in so uh, it, he will inherit that car and all the glory it's funny because they stole it and they actually upgraded it like they replaced all the speakers <laughs> with like nice speakers they replaced the stereo with like a nice stereo <laughs> like they they weren't stealing it to like part it out or sell it they were stealing it to like keep it for themselves and make it better so we ended up That's great. getting the car back with like a kicker box, like a subwoofer in the back that was never there before. It was a little bit damaged, but other than that, it was, you know, it was kind of funny that we actually got it back. We never planned on seeing that car ever again. Um, speaking of talking about episodes and prior episodes, uh, why don't you talk a little bit about the short bits that we posted recently? Yeah. So um, we, because our episodes are so long, and there's lots of really good little bits of, you know, both funny stories and um, just some of them are even heartwarming. Uh, mm. We thought it'd be cool to just cut those those little pieces out and then upload them as separate videos just to just to give people if you don't want to watch the full one hour segment, um, you can kind of watch some of the highlights. So I did about five of them, five or six of them yesterday and I'm just going to keep doing them. Just going to keep going through old episodes that we have, cutting out the, the funny parts and then kind of packaging them up as little mini mini episodes, mini clips, see if uh, people get any enjoyment out of that. Or if you have a, a segment, a favorite segment from a, um, a past episode, comment in the uh, comment section below on YouTube and let us know what it is and we'll make sure to, to make it a clip. And yeah. share them, please send them to your friends so that they can enjoy all that we have to offer as well. <laughs> right. So speaking of comments and episodes, I want to hark back a little bit. My cousin in Canada, I'll call him Canuck, he, um, he commented original. on an episode where he said he was giving recommendations. He's like, you should tell the story about the bikes and the tires when you visited here. So I figured, well, it's been a while. That was episode two. I will address specifically what he was talking about when he commented on that. So when I was younger... The family used to go, when we used to go on vacations, the, the vacation trip was from New York to family in Virginia or family in Chicago or family in Wisconsin or family in Toronto because we just didn't have the money to go anywhere else. So we'd load up the car, you know, almost um, National Lampoon's vacation style. We had that kind of wagon for a while as well. We'd load up the car and we'd drive. We'd sleep in the crumple zone, which was great. All the, <laughs> all the health and safety things that they didn't well, care we, about. We didn't, for, you know, in your defense, we, the seatbelt laws didn't exist back then. So you could literally crawl around the car while it was in motion and, and nobody would say anything. Or you could roll around the car when it was in motion because you were oh, trying to sleep yeah, in the no, back. My, my dad had like a, a small Datsun hatchback. It was a two-seater. And um, when I was a kid, like... Everywhere we went, I was in the hatchback. I, there was no seat, no seatbelt, no nothing. It was just crawling in the hatchback. And when we got there, they would let me out. Yeah. So um, my cousin was reminding me of a story where 
I went to visit him. We were there. We usually go for about a week and we were there. And, you know, so you become in a while after a while, it was almost like every year we'd go or every 18 months. So you knew the neighborhood kids. They knew you as well. And so we used to go and play, whether it was ball, probably hockey because it was in Canada, but whatever we used to play. Um, eventually, I got in a fight with a couple kids and it wasn't a physical altercation, but we got in an argument and then I left. How old were you? So maybe 12, 13. Okay. Old enough to think your mouth. about doing something bad, but not old enough to realize the one piece that's missing. And I don't want to say the ending yet, but I'll explain that one piece that's missing. Your inability so, to fight. No. <laughs> and scream when I get kicked. No. So we we get I get in an argument with them. That night I'm like, I devise a plan and my cousin didn't come with me, but I'm like, you know what? Fuck them. I'm going to go around the neighborhood and I'm just going to pop every single bike tire in the neighborhood. <laughs> right. So, again, old enough to do something wrong. That's what I did. I went around and did that. Now, the flaw in my plan, and this is where not old enough to realize to do this, I didn't pop my bike tires. <laughs> so, <laughs> so if there's 30 bikes that had flat tires except for mine, it was pretty easy for people to figure out who did it. So the next day, so, you're the only one riding your bike around the neighborhood. Yes. Yes. And so because of that, it was pretty quick that we got busted and somebody came to the front door and was like, hey, it had to be you. Like, there's no there's no alternative. You're the only one who doesn't have a flat tire. So that's what I mean. So that's something that, so I've since learned that when I do something, I do it to everybody. <laughs> Including yourself. <laughs> Collateral damage. <laughs> All right, man. I guess, I guess you got to learn. Yes. <laughs> All right. So I saw the drink of the week before. Yeah, what is it, it this week? So um, anyone that knows me or even that's watched the show knows that I'm a big fan of um, rum products. And uh, if you've known me long enough, you'll know that my favorite rum is called Sailor Jerry. Uh, it's a spiced rum that um, has kind of like a vanilla slash caramel smell and aftertaste to it, which I absolutely love. So I'm at the liquor store this week, and I noticed that Sailor Jerry, the brand, came out with a Savage Apple spiced rum. Let's see if we can get the camera to focus on that. So Savage Apple. So Sailor Jerry was supposedly a tattoo artist. So all of the the branding on all of their uh, bottles is, are like tattoos of, of different kinds. But yeah, so he he was a tattoo artist, very distinct style. Um, and all of his tattoos had that style and look to it. Mm -hmm. It's the classic like girl sitting on the B-52 bomber type thing, pin you up, know, things pin like up that style. It's called. Yeah. Yeah. Pin up style. So he had a significant amount. How do you know this? Um, I saw some special on it. Really? I was probably watching on something on tattoos. And, oh, you know what I think it was, actually? I think it was on American Pickers. I want to give credit where credit's due. I think that show, they went to a tattoo parlor that they were picking. And what I love about that show is they give a little bit of the history on the stuff. They tell what they know, what things are worth. So I'm 99.9% .9 sure that's where they talked about it. Mm. And they showed a bunch of his tattoos. And I guarantee if people are listening, if you've been in a tattoo parlor, you have seen Sailor Jerry style tattoos sure. on the wall that you could get. Mm -hmm. um, that's how, how proficient pretty, he was. Pretty popular, in it. Yeah. Uh, anyways, it's an apple spiced rum and it's actually uh, really good. It smells a little bit like a uh, of a like a apple Jolly Rancher, but it tastes like rum with a with a hint of apple. So it's not too uh, too sweet, too overpowering. But I like it. Is it straight, or do you have something in it? I have an ice cube in it. 
straight. So nice. Technically, yes, it's straight. But I mean, it doesn't it doesn't need a mixer because it's uh, it's got plenty of flavor. Uh, so that is the drink of the week. All right. And mine, once again, is water and diet soda. <laughs> uh, the, the only Luxardo bad thing cherries. about this is it's going down pretty damn smooth. So I'm going to be wasted in about two segments. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So last week we had teased having a guest this week because of the fact that when we issued the last episode and when we're recording this one, there wasn't enough time. So I asked if we could defer to the next episode. So we actually have someone lined up for the next episode. Um, should we tell them who it is or should we leave that as a surprise? Uh, we can we can tell them at the end because when we talk okay. about the next episode. But I think the funny part about this is, do we even know if he has like a camera? I mean, he, I don't, is he, is he employed? Like, is he working? Does he have a job? Does he Zoom? Like, I don't know what to expect here. Like, so this is David who said I was the mean one. <laughs> job. So that's one. Two, we'll figure something out. It might be FaceTime. It might be, you know, some one of those methods. But um, he also has a voice for radio as the saying, a face for radio. A face for radio. Goes. Yeah. So now yeah. I'm I'm the mean one after you just said that. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see how that so, goes next week when he calls you out on that shit. Oh, I'm, I'm actually a little worried because... <laughs> He he is one of, again, he's somebody who we've known for decades, 35 years. Yeah. Um, he is as quick witted as 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 pretty much anybody I know, including myself and you. He's nervous um, as I fuck, think, though. So we, we may yeah. have the edge there. <laughs> yeah. He also might have partaken a bunch of rum before. <laughs> he might have his drinks with an S of the of the day. Yes, um, I, yeah, it's uh, gonna be interesting. I, I have. It's gonna be fun because I, I, like I said, I, he's a little bit nervous. He's never done this before. You and I have about eleven weeks under our belts, so I think we're a little bit more comfortable with it. So it uh, it should be really interesting. Yeah. Um, all right. So last week we said if we didn't have a guest, we would talk about the first car we ever got driven bought ourselves all of those different things so i defer to you what is the first car you ever drove okay so um well, well so there's two right so there's there's the first car that i ever drove and then there's the first car that i ever bought with my own money yeah. so the first car and that wait, I and wait hold on before you answer when i say drove i don't mean like I'm Italian, we went to Italy when I was 12. My cousin let me <laughs> illegally drive his car. Right? That's not what I'm talking about. Yeah. I'm talking about like this is your first car. Like, You're first 16. Car you have a driver's yeah. license. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so my uncle on my mom's uh, side, so my mom's my aunt's husband uh, gave me for a dollar. Uh, I don't. It was because you had to in in the transfer of the title, you had to put like a dollar amount like mm -hmm. in it. So for, otherwise, you pay taxes on it. So, um, so he gave me a 19, I think it was a 1979 or a 1980 Ford Mustang. And, oh yeah. Right. You would think. So remember when Ford came out with the new version of the old Mustang, like they took the design of like the old Mustang and then they kind of made it modern and then they re-released it mm -hmm. sometime in the last 10 or 15 years. Right. So that was based off of a 1970s era Ford Mustang. Okay. okay. The one that I got was the year after 
that really cool looking model. So if you Google a 1979 or a 1980 Ford Mustang, it looks like the biggest piece of shit you've ever seen in your entire life. It was a hatchback photo in the middle of the YouTube. episode. It was a hatchback. It looked like, I don't know. It just did not look like a, a nice car. Um, but it was a free car. So I got that. And like I said, I only paid a dollar for it. Uh, the, um, couple stories about just that car in general it's a it was a good first car for me because you know we described a little bit of detail my parking lot in last episode episode nine um there was a tight squeeze to get out of that parking lot and uh i think i had it maybe a day or two and i was backing out of the parking lot and there was a, a a metal pole sticking out of the ground and the mirror hit the metal pole as I was backing out and ripped the whole fucking thing off. And I was driving around for, I don't know, six months with a mirror that was just flapping in the wind as you drove away because it was all you made out of plastic. You buy that matching colored tape that you could uh, put the mirror back I'm on? I'm pretty and tape sure I tried duct tape, but it was like, you know, the middle of rainy season and it lasted all of like two or three days. So if you ever saw like a black, you know, 1979, 1980 Ford Mustang driving around, it was, you know, most certainly me because you would see the mirror like flapping along the side of the car. So you said episode nine. I think it was actually episode. Oh, it was episode 10. Yeah. Yeah. And in that same episode, we talked about the cement block that was put in your driveway. Uh And this weekend, I happened to be down near near Nurochelle. I went and took a photo and I sent it to you. We'll throw that in the episode as well. That's still there. (laughs) (laughs) So I know you jokingly were like, oh, you can see it on Google. It's still there. They moved it over a little bit. It used to be dead center, so you couldn't get in and out. Now, for somehow, they got it to move over a little bit. Probably so they could squeeze the cars out. Yeah. Yeah. So that's awesome. Yeah. So, uh, well, the funny story, the funny part about that is that was the first car that I ever bought. It was a 1983, I think, Chevy Blazer, and it was bright red. I think I named it Lucifer because it looked like the devil. And uh, that was the car that got stuck behind that big old slab of concrete. You'll have to send me that photo. I'm dying to see it. Yeah. So um, my first car was... So I got my license, and when I got my license, what I didn't hear the guy say, you've passed. I heard the guy say, you're the greatest driver in the world. <laughs> um, enjoy the rest of your life. So my dad had, and again, we usually had older cars where it, they weren't like 15 years old, but he would buy one that was a used one. You got them cheaper. We didn't really have many new cars. Um, my dad got a white Mercury Cougar. I don't remember what year it was, but um this was around 88 or 89 that i got my license so it was maybe in 82 83 but it was far and away through my dad's own words the best car he's ever had (laughs) jesus so i know where this is going (laughs) he he lends he lends me uh, i get to use the car and me and a bunch of friends go out and my parents tended to be my dad was either working so he didn't need it or if I went out, it was he was home already and he wasn't going anywhere. So he was like, oh, you can use it. Borrowed the car one night and me and a couple of friends, we went out and we went by this area where you go through a roundabout. One of the few we have in near where we grew up. And it's funny because we don't have many roundabouts in the U.S. that I ever stumble across. Mm-hmm. We have three within a good three or four mile radius in Nourishaw, which is kind of surprising. 
Um, and I didn't even realize that till I went to Australia and came back because they have them everywhere. And my friend was like, don't you have these in the U.S.? And I'm like, absolutely not. I'm like, we don't have these. We don't use them. And then I came home and I'm like, oh, fuck, this is a roundabout. That's a roundabout. Mm-hmm. That's a roundabout. So this roundabout has, you go through it and it spits out about six different streets. I think I know which so, one you're talking about. It's one on the other side of the bridge over by Lincoln Avenue. Uh, well, there's two over there. Uh-huh. The third one is down by where the bowling alley used to be on Main Street in Nourishell, going towards Mamaronick and Larchmont. Okay. All right. There was the Golden Dragon, I think it was called, which I, it's, I don't know why Chinese places name things like that. I think they do it to <laughs> cater to the white man, right? But it was the Golden Dragon restaurant. It was right behind there. So when you go into that roundabout, it spits out into six um, radians. What is it called? Tangents? I don't know. Whatever streets. comes out. Streets. <laughs> yeah, streets would be the appropriate word here. Um, it splits out into like six different streets. So we went down one, and it's awesome. It's like a little bit of a roller coaster. It had some ups and downs in it. You go a little fast. You're kind of like, woo-hoo, woo as you're going through it. Awesome. Next night, we decide to do the same thing. But if that was street A, <laughs> the next night was street B, which didn't realize, street B has a Hard turn left in the middle of it. <laughs> so we're doing the same thing. We're going over the first bump. Whee, yay, this is great. We get to that point. We're going too fast. I slam into a parked car, into a house, into the like uh, steps for a house. And there's five of us in the car. Thankfully, one guy, I, I mean, I guess he broke his coxswain. So I guess he broke his ass. <laughs> one guy broke his ass. The other, everybody else was relatively fine. One got a few stitches. Somebody um, hurt themselves was, climbing out of a broken window, didn't they? I that's remember how that. he got the stitches. Yeah. He climbing out of the broken window. He panicked. Um, it was like, you know, seen too many movies. It was like, the car is going to blow up, everybody out. And so he climbed out the window. Um, I will say this, though. The car was so bad that when my dad went to, I guess, write it off, the guy asked him if anybody survived. Wow. So that's how bad the car looked at that point. So that was the first car I had, which was relatively short lived. It was licensed to accident was maybe 10 days. (laughs) So I remember that that because my mom wouldn't let me drive with you for like a month after that because she just didn't trust you. (laughs) I mean, this is in one case where she was being smart. (laughs) And so the the other thing was um, I lost my train of thought. (laughs) Your other car? The. The, the, um, no, you had that brown tempo. The, so then we moved on to the brown tempo. I remember that. Um, you let me borrow that to take my driver's license test. Yeah. Yeah. And so that was the next car that I drove, still didn't buy though. Um, so the first car, I want to know what's the first car you said the first car you bought was the Bronco. No, the it was a Chevy Blazer. Yeah. I paid 18. Oh, I saved up one summer and I bought, uh, I bought it for cash. It was like 1800 bucks. Yeah. So the first car I bought for myself, dropped out of high school, was working full time, a pretty good paying job. Making I ended up money, getting yeah. a 1992 Jeep Wrangler. And again, being young and dumb, my dad was like, you know, this is not that great on gas. And mm-hmm. where you're going to work is 45 miles each way. He's like, this might not be the best car. And while the Wranglers have improved significantly now. When you were riding in it then, it was as if you were riding in a, on top of a blender, right? Because you felt every single bump as you drove down the street. They, they haven't improved all that much. I just, uh, my last car was a, uh, a Rubicon, uh, a Jeep Wrangler Rubicon. 
and uh you know it was lifted and it had big tires so it had a little bit of bounce to it but they they, they still ride like a jeep and that's that's a trademark of the of the jeeps <laughs> oh oh so i remember what i want to say the the accident that happened there was a stretch where every year my parents would go away and something would something happen. happen yeah <laughs> i remember this so one year i blew out my knee playing baseball another year my brother got in a car accident um, my favorite part about that story is people would ask him what happened, and I would say he doesn't know he was sleeping, and that's because he <laughs> fell asleep at the wheel. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Um, the next year, I, I got in the car accident. So there was quite a while that they were they didn't want to go away anywhere. I mean, as you know, I joke about everything. My brother ultimately won that little challenge because one time they went away and he died when they were away. They so were they were in they Florida were away. when that happened? Holy they No, they were in Canada. Oh, wow. I had a call my dad when they were in Canada. Oh. So I think my, my brother wanted to one up me on the way yeah. out. It was like, beat that bitch. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> so, yeah. So that was, that happened for quite a while. Wow. All right. <laughs> so All right. you want to try the pod deck? You want to try some no, ridiculously I, I bad advice? I think it's time for ridiculously bad advice from David and Michael. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. All right. So yep. one, one thing I told you about what was last week you mentioned Last week you said, if you don't like sushi, take that soft green stuff and spread it all over and it will make it taste better. And I thought about a story later that I wish I told when you mentioned that. So one time we were in Chicago, it was me, Hot Chocolate, Smurf, uh, GQ, and El Guapo. And we were visiting um, some friends. That's a new one. And, oh, and Cool was there too. Uh, no, I've mentioned Smurf one other time, uh, just in yeah. passing. Um, he dyed his hair blue um, for like a summer, and he's been smurfed since then, and it hasn't gone away. <laughs> um, so we we go to we go we're all in Chicago. We are we go to this like kind of trendy-ish sushi restaurant, meaning it has like pumping music. It's the lights are really dark. You could dance if you wanted to. So. Totally not my scene then nor now, but that's where we were. And because it's so dark, hot chocolate isn't paying attention. And I put basically that whole wad of, wad of wasabi into his rolls. Oh, shit. Yeah. So each bite was like 60% fish, 40% wasabi. And he caught on pretty quick. Maybe it was one or two pieces because he actually, and it was funny because my nose is running. Just from you yeah. telling the story. <laughs> this is how well he knows us. It wasn't, oh, shit, what did the chef do? He immediately turned to me and said, what did you do? <laughs> so I was like, yeah, funny well. story. <laughs> yeah, so I told him. All right, so what is, uh, give me some ridiculously bad advice. Before interviewing for a job, it's a really good idea to ask your future employer what their drug testing policy is. Yeah. Although I will say this now that like marijuana is like legal just about everywhere, it's not as funny. Well, Chicken Fucker actually he, he had lost his job because of what, COVID over the summer. Who the fuck is Chicken Fucker? Where did that come <laughs> yeah. from, bro? He, he's one of the other guys we hang out with. Jesus he Christ. um <laughs> hold on. <laughs> no, time out. Time out. <laughs> Normally <laughs> I don't want to know where the nickname came from. I gotta ask. 
Oh my All goodness. Right. To be fair to him, there was no chicken fucking involved. <laughs> Let's start there. So he's dating, he's dated, he started dating this girl who has a farm and she has a bunch of chickens on it. Mm. And so the the process went he so they they live a little bit apart they don't live right next to each other you know like a couple hours apart they dated in college or high school you know they both went their separate ways eventually got back together she now has this chicken farm or or chicken animals i don't know if it's a farm but she has chickens and so he was taking like second position to the chickens. So like there was one point where he was like, oh, I'm going to go visit this weekend. And then he would text us and be like, I can't go. It's too cold. The chickens have to be indoors. <laughs> Just stuff like that. So we eventually started giving him the nickname chicken fucker. So wow. um, he because he lost his job over the summer. And like you said, with marijuana being legal, like it doesn't really matter as much anymore. But he can't partake in some of that kind of stuff because he doesn't know when he's going to get an interview. And it supposedly takes like a month to get out of your system. Mm -hmm. So he has to stay clean because of that. So, um, you know, you mentioned about asking your employer. It's funny because he's factored that in without actually asking the question. (laughs) So little known fact, uh, I actually owned four chickens for uh, about six months. This is actually fairly recent, about two years ago. My wife was trying to get me to get a dog and I've, I've owned dogs before and, uh, and I, and I love dogs, but they're like having a child, right? You have to, you know, kind of work around their schedule. You know, you have to, you can't be gone all day cause you gotta be home to feed the dogs. If you go on vacation, you have to make sure that somebody can watch them or you have to take them with like, it's, you know, it's, it's a, it's a thing. So, um, she wanted a dog real bad. So I'm like, why don't we get some chickens? And she's like, I, I don't <laughs> it's want totally the same thing. I'm like, I don't want any fucking chickens. <laughs> or that's what she said. So I'm like, you know what? Let's just try it. So we went down to the local, there's this local place called the uh, tractor supply company and Polo local. Yeah, and you can buy it's Poyo, by the way, you can Poyo buy, local? yeah, you can buy chickens and they were like five bucks a piece and they come, they're little chicks. They're like this big, you know, they're almost like peeps, like the, the Easter candy. Um, but they're live chickens. So you buy them. We bought a coop and we raised them. And I will say this, it was actually kind of fun seeing them grow from like little peeps to like actually fully grown chickens. But the problem is, and, and we made sure they were all female so that, you know, we didn't have the, the, the rooster going cockadoodle-doo at, at 4am every morning. Um, but they're still not very quiet. And we live in a community that's pretty damn quiet. So after they got to a certain age right before they were capable of laying eggs, which is the sole reason to have a fucking bunch of chickens. And so you get fresh eggs, which I'm told are amazing and 10 times better than anything you can get in the store. Uh, the, uh, the neighbors called the HOA, the homeowners association and fucking complained. And I had to get rid of them. I'd spent like a grand on those chickens, bought like, you know, the Taj Mahal of chicken coops and had all like this Lux set up for the chickens. And we never actually got to see them lay a single egg because I had to get, had to get rid of them because uh, my neighbors are fucking assholes. Yeah. And that year. You also ruined what I was going to get your daughter for Christmas because she yeah. had on her wish list a chicken leash, yep. which I guess is a thing. And I had asked you about it and I said, oh, I'm going to get it. And you said to me, you might want to hold off. <laughs> We're having issues with the homeowners association. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think the chickens are going to be here much longer. Yeah. I, I, what sucks is I spent all that money on them. And, I mean, you know what? They're still pets and we got 
pretty close. Like they each had their own names and their own personalities and they became like pets. I mean, you walk outside, they'd get all excited. They come run up to you. And it was actually pretty funny because you never think of like wild animals doing stuff like that. But, uh, but yeah, I had to give them away. So I basically spent a ton of money and then fucking had to give it away to somebody. Can I start calling you chicken fucker? <laughs> never fucked a chicken before. <laughs> all right. So I have some ridiculously bad advice myself. Whenever you have to check your temperature, you should always check it twice, but you need to use the same thermometer. So check it in your ass once and without washing, check it in your mouth afterwards. <laughs> yeah, that, that's pretty fucking disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any flashbacks when you were a kid of how your grandparents or your parents might have checked your temperature? I'm going to, I'm going to. I'm going to plead the fifth on this one, not because I may incriminate myself. See last episode, if you want to see Mike try and incriminate himself. Um, but just because uh, my family was full of nurses, my aunt, my grandmother, like a whole line of nurses in the family. And yeah, they were very, very particular to uh, getting a true sense of your temperature. <laughs> so that's a yes. Not, to not you the most you fun time of my life. Or maybe it was. Um, <laughs> it wasn't. <laughs> so I, I have I have no real recollection of it as a kid. I know it happened because like, I've heard my parents tell stories. And I also remember there was a while where they were checking it under the arm as well and stuff like that. But when I had my kids, my my parents would be like, oh, that's how you should check the temperature on them. And I'm like, first of all, we have all these fucking yeah. digital readers. You can put it in their ear. It gives you it in two forehead, seconds. You yeah. can rub it across their forehead. I don't need to plunge a <laughs> thermometer into their asses and anymore them for the rest of their lives yeah yeah exactly uh so yeah all right i do have one more sure shoot if your boyfriend is not texting you back in a timely manner tell him you're pregnant yeah i love that one because it's so <laughs> fucked up <laughs> can you imagine and that's got to get your response oh, i would hundred or well, either that or it would, it would get you ghosted <laughs> Sorry, Davey, no here. <laughs> uh, please, please tell me you don't have a good story that goes along with that one. You know, I have a, a a different story though. So my whole life, you know, growing up, when you're dating and you know you're you meet somebody, and whatever happens, um, that's that's my way of saying having sex with other women without saying that because my wife does listen to this episode. <laughs> so when you know when you're younger and that's happening. My whole life, I've spent, like, you know, I told you, my father had two rules. Don't call me from jail. And when I got arrested, I didn't. You can listen to that in an older episode. And don't call me and tell me you got a girl pregnant before you got married. So I spent many, many years making sure to avoid that, you know, using protection, all those different things. Then when we just, when I got married and we decided to have kids, my son was actually a pretty easy process. We were just like... um Hey, let's we're going to get the house and then let's have a kid. And literally, that's that's what it was. We closed on the house in December. We got pregnant in January or February and we had a kid with my daughter. It was such a difficult process that it was totally the opposite of getting that text. That's like, hey, I'm pregnant. It was like we ended up doing IVF, which was 30 fucking grand. Yeah, expensive. So for in my old house, we didn't have a finished basement because that was the money we were going to use for a finished basement. So for a while, I was jokingly calling her finished basement, which I thought was kind of mean. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, like 
it, it's funny, you know, you talk about pregnancy and like at my whole, like, you know, for the first 35 years of my life, I was trying to avoid it. And then when I had to do it, I actually had to pay for it. <laughs> so. oh, it wouldn't be the first time you paid for something that had to do with sex, Michael, let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, they're called uh, ladies of the night. <laughs> <laughs> so funny story. Um, I, you paid for it. That's what it sounds like. No, That's a bad lead. No, but, but, um, so I live in Arizona. Arizona is no more than four hours from the Mexican border. And there's, there's border towns. Um, you know, there's, there's, there's one, you know, in the corner of the state called Aganonas. There's one directly to the south of us called, uh, I don't remember what it is, but you can look it up. And once you get over to San Diego, which is just over the border in California, well, about six hours, seven hours away. So um, there's Tijuana. And each of those border towns exists kind of like their sole reason for being is like Americans coming across the border to buy cheap shit. All right. Mm -hmm. So um, I don't know how Google slash YouTube thinks that this is going to be relevant to me, maybe because I live in Phoenix. Um, but I start getting these videos of people walking around some of these Mexican border towns. And one of them is in Tijuana. And there's a, there's a, an area, a block called, um, Zona Norte. Okay. Uh, which I mean, I, I guess it translates into the, you know, the Northern zone or whatever. So, which is fine. All right. No big deal. I'm like, why am I seeing a video of fucking this, this one place? So I kind of, I, I look at it and I'm like, all right, yeah, yeah, next. Uh, I get another one and I get another one. So now I'm like, all right, well, what the fuck is on it? Like, so I, so I go to Wikipedia. Maybe it's based on your searches. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Hookers in Tijuana. <laughs> so I didn't know this, but prostitution is legal in the entire country of Mexico. Wow. It's legal. So next guy trip to Mexico? Or am I misreading what you're saying? <laughs> you are misreading what I'm saying. <laughs> okay, I apologize. After this I episode, I don't think either of us are going to be allowed in Mexico. <laughs> anyway, so this place, Zona Norte, is basically a four-block radius of brothels. And if it's legal in the whole country, though, why do they have like a hotspot for four blocks? Because it's right over the border, and you got to gotcha. figure there's a bunch of Americans that are going over the border just to to have some fun. And so there's literally like nightclub after nightclub after nightclub. Somebody took a video of, and he had like a hidden camera and he's just like walking around the street. And I shit you not, there are no, in, in like a, a 12 minute video. And I did watch the whole thing. Cause now I'm curious. Yeah, and now you've subscribed to it. <laughs> in a 12 minute video, he walked around the entire um, perimeter of this four block area and there were no less than, I want to say, 60 or 70 women just standing outside, like on the corner, like everyone he walked by was saying something to him. So uh, I, I didn't. So this led into this whole thing. I don't even know how we got on this topic and we're definitely <laughs> taking a right turn here. But then I'm like, well, what the hell is this like legal? And I look it up and prostitution is legal in the entire fucking country of, uh, of Mexico. So I got it. What you're saying is next guy trip <laughs> is to Mexico. I got it. No. So you probably <laughs> so you went I'm out saying. west. You went out west to college um, a little bit like kind of before, like people could drive and you can go into the city. And so like the city used to be so dingy. New York City. When yeah. I say the city, I mean New York City it used to be so dingy that you used to be able to drive down the West Side Highway 
And there were there would just be hookers lined up, and like it wasn't legal, but you could see them there. And I remember the, one of the things that stands out to me so much, even fucking thirty years later, was driving down the highway, dead of winter. The girls were standing there in like their really big and heavy winter coats. Mm-hmm. Whenever cars would, because on the West Side Highway, there's a bunch of lights. So whenever you'd get to a light and stop, they would all open their coats to try to entice people, <laughs> and then you know people would drive off afterwards. So. But that was like, even though it wasn't legal, you could see it all over the place in the city. Yeah. See, I never had that experience. Whenever I drove on the West Side Highway and stopped at a light, some douchebag would come up and spit on my windshield and then try and wipe it off and ask me for like a tip because he was cleaning my windshield. That was my experience on the West Side Highway. Well, technically, the girls were asking for a tip as well. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, if you're interested in Mexican culture, Google or YouTube Zona Norte. Yeah, ridiculously I, bad I advice suggest, from David and Michael. <laughs> yes, I suggest, definitely fits into that segment. <laughs> I suggest you use in private filter. It sounds like yeah, you might want to change your browser and go to like incognito mode or something. Oh, uh, that's great! All right, I, th- uh, I think it's time for the pod decks. All right, let's do, let's uh, do let's one, do or, one two or two of, of these. Go. All right, all right, and the first one is. What set of items could you buy that would make the cashier the most uncomfortable? Gatorade and condoms. <laughs> Why Gatorade? <laughs> well, it, it, it's the is the condom saying you're going to have sex, and the Gatorade telling her it's going to be a fucking marathon. Right? So you, <laughs> you, buy, you buy both together; it's a perfect combo. I was thinking along the same lines, but I was thinking like a big fucking massive jar of Vaseline, a pack of cigars, and condoms. I thought that'd be fucking hysterical. Or just and a like, bag of carrots. <laughs> ever since Bill Clinton's presidency, I feel like cigars and condoms going hand in hand has a whole new meaning. So when we were having, I think it was our first or our second kid, I don't remember which one, we went into a CVS and we were buying a pregnancy test. And I don't know why the guy would say anything, but the guy said to me, may the results be the results you're hoping them to be. <laughs> That's actually pretty <laughs> so, smart. Right? Because if, if, I, if I was trying to avoid having a kid, you want it to be negative. You're trying to have a kid, you want it to be positive. But it always struck me of like, why say anything? Yeah. Like, yeah. That's like asking if someone's overweight, are... if they're pregnant. It's like the same thing. It's just like, ah, I don't think you should go there. I have a very simple rule. When they're, until I see the legs, I don't say anything. Until they either tell me. <laughs> until you or see, see the, the baby's legs, legs being born. The womb. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. I don't say anything. Because <laughs> there's too many times where you say something. Or worse, I've heard people say after the person has had the kid. Like, oh, when do you do? And you're like, uh, I had a girl six weeks ago. Ooh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Yikes. All right, next one. Would you rather try and survive a zombie apocalypse or a real-life purge? You've seen The Purge, right? I, I know. I haven't seen it, but I know what it's about. All right, so the concept of The Purge is one day a year, you know, there's 12 hours where there are no crimes. Everything is legal, yeah. including murder. Okay. You go first. Uh, I would probably rather survive a zombie apocalypse than the purge because a zombie apocalypse, you're dealing with one kind of enemy. I got to believe a purge. You got a bunch of whack jobs that have just all sorts of sick and crazy shit that they've been dreaming about all year long that they just can't wait to whip out and start. doing. (laughs) 
So that's that's my answer, and I'm going to stick to it. So I'm going to answer. I think I'd rather survive one night of the purge because you can plan for it. The zombie apocalypse you might not be able to plan for, other than the preppers that are out there. But I mean, like if it just happens one morning, at least the purge, based on the movie, it is one specific day a year. Mm-hmm. I think you can plan a little bit for that. Apparently, you... maybe go down to uh, what is it? Sort of Zona Norte. <laughs> <laughs> I'm relatively sure they're not purging there. Oh, well, they're purging something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, maybe a different purge. <laughs> uh, you've, you've definitely not seen any of the purge movies then, because uh, typically people that have planned for the purge are the ones that get killed first. <laughs> Good to know. Yeah. All right, moving on. All right, one crazy question. I'm going to ask you first, because this is your question. Would you rather carry a doll around and pretend it's real or talk to yourself out loud in front of others. One of my favorite scenes in recent movies is um, in the Suicide Squad, uh, the DC movie um, about the comic book characters. There's a scene Mm -hmm. where Harley Quinn is talking to herself about potentially killing the people that are in the room. (laughs) And I always thought it would be fucking awesome to be in a situation where you can just start talking to yourself and having a conversation in yourself that is endangering to the folks around you. Something to the effect of what one of these people needs to get murdered. Which one, which one do you think it is? Oh, that one. No, I don't think it's that one. I think it should be the other one. Can you imagine overhearing that conversation and like, what the fuck would be going through your mind? I'm overhearing it now. It's stuff going through my mind. Why does it have to go to murder? Why can't you just talk about like, because it'd random be things? so much fun to fuck with somebody like that. By the way, so um, when I was uh, in grade school, I went to a Catholic school. No, didn't murder anybody. I went to a Catholic school, so I was anti-murder at that point in my life, unlike (laughs) now. Um, (laughs) There was a, uh, so the other other potential answer to this one was, you know, carry a doll around and pretend it's real. Um, There was a guy who was clearly missing some screws, and he had a leash. And he would walk around with an empty leash, pretending to walk a dog that didn't exist. You don't believe in invisible dogs? I do not believe in invisible dogs. Do you remember the guy in Neurochelle who used to have the carrot? Same type thing. He, he was, unfortunately, he had some mental issues, other than your version of that. <laughs> he screws loose. <laughs> had mental issues, uh, is probably the appropriate way to say it. Um, he used to have a, a baby carriage with a doll in it that he used to push around always that's all he did like walk up and down the streets see i think there are people that do that because they have issues and then there are people who do that because they want to fuck with people i would totally be the person that wants to fuck with people and yet you didn't want to carry a doll you'd rather talk about who you're going to burn (laughs) um so so here my answer is a little bit of a loophole and so i'm would i carry a doll or would i talk to yourself out loud in front of others here's the problem I do that now. And my wife many times has said, you're your own audience. Like, you, do I even need to be here? <laughs> so I already do that. So by default, I think I have to take the carry, carry a doll around. <laughs> so um, it would probably be a relatively bitchin' doll. Uh, I mean, nowadays, Marvel and superheroes make dolls. So mm-hmm. I would have one of those, maybe a Thor. I wouldn't mind walking around with a Thor and pretend it's real. I mean, that'd be pretty cool. I don't know. But yeah, I already... 
I already talk out loud quite a bit. So, um, and you know, it's I've funny seen you once laugh I stand, at your own jokes without telling a joke. I've seen you stand there and then just start laughing hysterically. And I'm like, what the hell are you laughing about? And you're like, I, I just, I just thought something really funny. <laughs> well, so here, here's the thing, the way my mind works. And again, whether people think I'm funny or not, that's, that's their choice. I think I'm funny. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> the way my mind works is believe it or not. Most times when I say something, I know this sounds crazy. I don't think it before I say it. It, it just, just kind of comes it. out. Wow. So the times you're talking about where I sit there and laugh, that particular moment, I actually thought through the whole thing sometimes. <laughs> um, I remember one time, I think it was your college graduation, actually. We were waiting in a restaurant and we were waiting to sit down. And I turned to one of your, your aunt and I said, what have you been thinking the whole time you've been waiting? She goes, I, I don't know. She's like, I was thinking about when we have to go home, we have to do this for the party. We have to do that. We have to do this. She goes, why? What have you been thinking? I go, I thought of a wise-ass comment for every single person who's walked in the door. <laughs> I go, every single person I've thought of a wise-ass comment. So, yeah, I already do kind of some of that stuff. So you said something interesting in there. You said you think you're funny. Mm -hmm. I think you should prove it. By telling the joke fault? Exactly. Can I have a different opportunity to prove it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're not setting a high all, bar here, Michael. Well, 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 based on all the other episodes, I don't want this to be the judge. Is this what gets me killed in the purge? Yeah. Tell us a joke from the joke vault or you're going to die. <laughs> all right. Joke vault. I saw a bookmark that looked like a dollar for sale, but it was $2. Why are you paying $2 for a dollar bookmark? Just use the $1 bill. Better yet, I would love if you gave the cashier $2 for the bookmark. She handed you back $1 and said, here, this is your bookmark. <laughs> See, that was actually pretty funny. <laughs> I, Ooh, I survived the purge. No, I just, I, I didn't know where it was going. So I was pleasantly surprised at the end. That was good. That was good. <laughs> All right. So I survived the purge to get to next episode. Yes. So who are we talking about? Next episode will be I'm the one, the know. only, the myth, the legend. We're going to have hot chocolate on. Not the drink. <laughs> the guest. So if you don't know anything about hot chocolate, you might want to go back a few episodes. Uh, he's shown up in a few, particularly one where we talk about bourbon. Uh, and I don't remember. There was another episode earlier where we talked. Yeah, we he, he, he pops in here and there. You'll you'll hear the name. Yeah, so you get to meet so, him. Yep. You get to meet him. Hopefully you'll be on video. If not, you'll just hear the audio. But I mean, people who don't watch this on YouTube don't care about the video anyway. Thanks for nothing. Um, YouTube, <laughs> like, subscribe, comment, do all Comments, other yeah. things. And yeah, Mike, take us home. All right. Well, I'm Michael Carter. And I'm David Michael. And we are Ridiculously, Ridiculously Bored. bored. <laughs>